Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. I'm sad. Alyssa! <laughs> Y'all didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Welcome into the DMVR Buffs post game show. We are presented by Game Time. Everybody download the Game Time app. Use the promo code Buffs and you get $20 off your first purchase. Sell that streak might end next week, but you should still get your tickets through Game Time. Absolutely. Absolutely, because so it's Washington not just State, about game time in Buffs football. It's game time in any event. Washington State is currently down 18 points to Cal. Yeah, yeah. Today was a, a missed opportunity. A huge, huge, huge opportunity missed. Um, meat on the bone. Left it on the bone. A lot of meat. You know, when, when we left that Stanford game, I just – I knew that that, that was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's coming back in more ways than one. It's not just the bowl eligibility step that they could have had if they won that, right? You'd still be one win away if you had that. But it is the <clears throat> ripple effect of what's the word I'm looking for? Doubt. I think, and Coach Prime talked about it in the in the post game presser. He said, "This team, we don't know how to win yet." Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, like, I think they did know how to win earlier in the season, but that Stanford loss, in my opinion, rattled rattled things in a way that just has hurt the belief. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about uh, the power of believing, and the power of believing can go both ways. Because if you believe great things are going to happen, I think they will. But if, you're, if you believe that bad things could happen, they will as well. Um, and I, that's honestly what my takeaway is like, the, to me, there's a little bit too much thought of what might happen. This could go wrong. Here we go again type of stuff. Mm. Your big takeaway? I'm going to concur. You know, I got a, a separate takeaway, but I want to concur with what RK is saying. Believing is a mofo. Uh, one thing that we all have in common, I don't care gender, age, race, geography, no one wants to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong. And so when you have a belief, whether it's a belief of success, you work your ass off towards success. If you have a belief of failure, you start to give in sooner than you could because like, I wouldn't go work anyway. You know, no way she would dance with me anyway. So you don't even approach her with Mm -hmm. success on your mind because you don't believe it's going to happen. 
So I agree with RK, but but I go back a, a game before. <clears throat> I think it kind of started with Colorado State. Even though we won, that game was way more difficult than it had to be. When you get to Stanford, I think it solidified the doubt in some people. You know that hey, whereas we were good enough to go three and zero to start the season, maybe we're not good enough to get six wins wins out of this season. And then when it, when it happens in games, it's like oh man, here it comes again. You know, here's Colorado State again. Here's Stanford again. And again, I know you won Colorado State, but one thing about our wins this season, even as dominant as we were in the box score against Nebraska, they were never out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, TCU was never out of the game. Like there was always some potential for it to to ebb and flow one way or the other. So, you know, we're sitting here before this game, four wins, five losses, throw out to Oregon. You got four losses that could have gone one way, four wins that could have gone one way. And it's all about who shows up and performs and how many times, you know, Travis was injured through that part of the season, but how many times does Shadur have to be Superman or Travis have to be Superman and everybody else has to, you know, almost play above their talent when they're playing a little down or something to make this happen? So I think Coach Prime was spot on that this team has not learned how to win yet, has not learned how to play with the lead, close out. But but when I say this, and I'm, I'm maybe putting words in coaches' mouth, but I'm not hearing just players. I'm hearing coaches. Coaches have to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Organizationally, we have to learn how to win. We have to learn how to play with leads, manage clock times better, uh, what personnel works in this situation. You can't You can't play – 10 to 0 like you play 31 to 31. Yep. You know, we all in this organization have to do better and learn how to win. So I don't think he's just picking on players when he says it. No. I think he's talking about staff as well. Yeah. And and let me just clarify no one wants to believe that bad things are going to happen. You know what I mean? It's not like they're they're sitting in the locker before the game being like, "Oh no, what's going to happen now?" It's just doubt creeps in yeah. when, when something like what happened against Stanford or, you know, you could go back earlier too. Doubt starts to creep in, and you know, I played golf with Bill McCartney one time, one of the coolest uh, experiences of my life. And he's standing, I'm in the bunker, he's standing like right behind where I'm aiming. And I go, Coach Mac, move over just in case I blade this. Yeah, and he goes, Oh, no, 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 son, no way. He walks all the way across the green, comes down into the bunker with me, puts his arm around me, and goes, Son. The second that you allowed yourself to think that you might catch that ball thin and hit me with it, you allowed that to exist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Coach Mack, I respect you, and I appreciate it so much, but I'm not going to be the guy who killed Bill McCartney. (laughs) Uh, But but your birthright. You don't want to kill him. Uh, You don't be that guy. But but from a sports psychology standpoint – he was spot he was on. Right. He was right. Yeah, he was spot on. Like a Michael, a Michael Jordan does not sit around and talk about, well, what if I miss? Or what if this doesn't work? Right. They think from terms of success, and, and that's why they're closers and know how to win. This team has not grown enough from its four wins to learn how to win. If you look at our losses, save Oregon, throw that out, we have either been leading in games or been in games and situational awareness or game management or execution of plays on the field, we don't know how to win. Yeah. I mean, my big takeaway isn't too much different. Uh, this is a team, they have issues. Offensive mm-hmm. line isn't great. They played pretty pretty good today, I think. I agree. Uh, you can't run the ball. Uh, Shador's banged up. Defensively, you know, you got to get better on the trenches as well. But this team is just so close, I think. And that's and what's so crazy, Jake. Like, all that stuff you just named – 
and it was 34 to 31 with a field goal with time expiring. Just the last two weeks, though, you took on the number 16 team in the country last week. You lost by seven. You take on one of the hottest teams in the entire country, the 21st team overall, and you lose by three. And you are better than them. And yes, you should have won both games. Yep. It's literally just a matter of learning how to win, just learning how to do those little things, how to manage the clock. Um, Scheme-wise, obviously, you know we're kind of in limbo with the offensive play caller thing right now. But get that ironed out over the off season, and we don't have those issues. Like mm-hmm. these could all be wins. I, I will say this: you brought it up. Offensive play calling or offensive execution. We talked about it on the pregame show. It was better. Much better. <laughs> it was better. So much better. Yeah, it was better, man. Better. Like, like you can't sit here and say, oh, there's no difference between Sherman and Lewis, like you were saying, you know, a week ago. Like, the, the offensive play calling, what was attempted, why it was attempted, and even the execution of it was exponentially better than seven days ago. I can only imagine that that trend is going to continue. We talked before about how in football your your biggest gap of growth is between week one and week two, where now you had a week one of, you know, play caller change. That's a big. It was a big change, man. Yep. It was. Points. <clears throat> it looked good. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, it stalled out in the second half. But what's crazy is they didn't stop moving the ball in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to maybe sound like a silly comparison, but I was just thinking to myself We're during all the about game. silly here, man. Do it. Go for it. I was just thinking to myself during the game, if they had what the Eagles have, which is a unstoppable – play to run in and one situations, third and one, fourth and one, they don't care. Uh, first and goal from the one, it doesn't matter. They have a play that they believe can always get them one yard. And how many times in the second half did a, did it get to fourth and one? And they just didn't have the confidence, and I don't blame Coach Prime necessarily, for not having the confidence because they have not converted in those situations all season long. So I, you know, I'm talking to my friends after the game, and they're like, we have to go for it. We got to go for it in those. And I'm like, I'm with you. You know, when those situations come up, I want to go for it too. I'm sitting there saying, go for it. But as a coach, you kind of have to go off of what you've seen from your players. It's the same thing Coach Prime will say. I'm not going to put you in the game if I haven't seen it in practice. Amen. Yep. Well, I'm not going for it on fourth and one if you guys can't get one yard. And, and they you, have. And you're talking about uh, RK from a, from a game standpoint, which is spot on. But – times that times two because he doesn't see it executed in practice either right and so there's no money play to run on and one situations um you know of course you trust your door to put the ball in his hands but too many times I mean look back at the Stanford game coach probably you know went for it and they the offensive line busts and you're you know running backwards trying to make a play and you lose 20 yards or get it you know and it's like because of that because they you know coach prime wants to be aggressive Go back to his time at Jackson State when they were when he felt they were the bigger, stronger, better team. He went for it all day long, all day long. But he knew what he had. He lost his confidence in that. Same thing we were just talking about. I don't know. You know, I hear you. I just want to change where I don't know if he lost his confidence. I don't know if he's ever had it because again, when you see what you see in August through fall camp and you see what you see in games and in practice, he knows not to go right. for it. So mm-hmm. we're all going by the football book. Yeah, you know the manual. Because you know, we play Madden, and we know that you're supposed to do this in a situation. He knows his personnel. He knows what they can and can't do in game situations and also what he sees and doesn't see in practice. Uh, and so 
you know, basketball, people get mad at LeBron for making the basketball play. Oh, he's LeBron. He, you know, he should mm-hmm. shoot it. Mm-hmm. He ain't the greatest ever because he, he didn't shoot it. No, he made the basketball play. He passed it to the open man. In this situation, as much as Coach Prime would like to make the football play, LeBron is passing somebody he believes to hit it. Coach Prime would be trying to run a play with somebody he's never seen do it before. Exactly. Well, and, that, and that's my point is whether you call it lost confidence or whatever, he can't do it because he, is, he doesn't trust that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's because Colorado at no point this season has shown a propensity for converting in those situations. And it's super frustrating, and it's the reason they lost this game. Uh, you can go through all this stuff, and we'll talk about the clock management. We'll talk about the referees. We'll talk about everything. If you just have plays that you can go to on short yardage situations and they work, you win this football game because you're going to go down and score. You're going to get a field goal. You're going to get something out of those, like, th- what was it, three drives that stalled right around the 50-yard line on fourth and one, and it's just like, I know Coach Prime is sitting there saying, I want to go for it. I want to go for it. But he can't go for it because you don't they, have haven't the pro- they haven't proved they can get it. Well, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have the talent level that's needed to give you that confidence that they're going to execute it. They had that's two a- fourth and shorts. Both times they punted, but then they had this play in the middle of the third quarter. It was first and goal on the one-yard line. Yep. They tried sneaking it, mm-hmm. getting just one yard with brute force and not could not yard. do it. Yep. So there it was right there. Exactly. Maybe if they do convert that, they feel a little better and they just say, let's just sneak this thing. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, Jake, what you're saying, and akin to what RK and I just said, and you exclamation pointed, if I can't get 31 for a touchdown, what makes you think I'm going to get 31 on the 40. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't happening, y'all. Yep. I know we want it. I know we want it to happen. We want to believe the football manual is right. But you got to go to war what you got troop-wise. And we don't have – he doesn't have the confidence and belief based on performance and practicing games that that's going to happen. So, you end up – man, but speaking of punting, my God. Where, Dude. You, know, you talk about 34-31. What would the score be without Mark Fassett? He okay. His punts mate. in the first half, mate, mate, my guy. Um, his punts in the first half, I think, is when he both had the two punts mm-hmm. that were pinned inside the five yard line. Um, it kind of turned into like a little bit of a field position game, and it gave Colorado the short field like three drives, and they ended yeah. up scoring off those three drives because it was set up by Vissette pinning them deep. Arizona couldn't get out of there, and then CU has the ball near midfield, and with a good Zay punt return, they're in the 35. Absolutely. If you take the first quarter, I know we got to go through your breakdown, but if you take the first quarter and second quarter, is why I posed this question to Coach Prime at the half. To me, even I don't TCU, the games we won, the first half of this game, particularly the first quarter of this game, was the first time that all three phases yep. of the game played complementary football. Like you would have the offense go out there and do something, the defense come out and, and do their thing, and then special teams do their thing. Like so we have these glimmers of hope that like, man, we're right there. Yep. Like you're one or two players in each unit away. Fantastic. Uh, shout out to our friends at Circa. You guys are heading down there in a few months, or I guess a month of a little month and a half. Yeah. yeah wow. Uh for the Broncos season finale against the Raiders. Do they have an RK suite at Circa? Like, it seems like they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah they and do. And you uh, guys can come with us. You can, and that's actually going to be a blast. Um, similar to what we did against uh, for the TCU game, yes. which sadly feels like it is going to end up being the highlight of this season. Um, <laughs> but it was. It was there's all, there's, all, there's hey, always a hell of a highlight. Yeah, there's always what. a highlight, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just that that was week one, so. Yeah, uh, but it was that was amazing. Like, it's great to be able to spend a little more time um, with, you know, our fans and supporters and listeners and audience 
um, than just like at the tailgate, which by the way, the tailgate popped off. Today. Yep. Um, best tailgate of the year. Good job. We went out uh, with a bang. Um, but anyways, you know what I love about that arcade is that last week was the best tailgate of the year. I know. Stepped and now it up. you topped it. We had like 200 people there probably. Um, it was crazy. Free liquor would do that. <laughs> Included in our package is 20% off a two-night stay at the Circa Resort and Casino, two tickets to Winter Swim, two passes to Stadium Swim, access to our tailgate and watch party at Stadium Swim, a year of diehard membership, and an option to buy a game ticket. Um, and then also shout out to Hero Bread. If you're considering starting a diet and do not want to give up bread, check out Hero Bread. Not only bread, but tortillas, all kinds of good stuff there. Um, RK is a big uh, Hero Bread guy. I do. I'm actually, a, I'm a big Hero Bread guy, huge Hero Tortilla guy. Love to hear it. They're unbelievable. And right now, Hero Bread is offering the DMBR fam 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code DMBR. Are we, are we still going to slap each other with the tortillas? To sure. save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. That might help me right now because I feel dead inside. <laughs> Just do it. Want to feel pull, something? Pull it together. Actually, okay. that's a joke because <clears throat> I've said this a couple times in in these post game shows after losses. But as bad as it feels, it also feels kind of good to be this hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I would rather feel something than feel nothing. That and deserves so many pauses that I'm not going to do any. I'm just going. <laughs> you want to just football. rattle off like four in a row? I don't care. <laughs> um, it. I would rather be sad after a loss than just walking out being like, yep, that, and there's another one. Yep. Um, and that was a lot of the last few years, yep. especially last season. I was talking to someone today. Last season, in the first quarter of the last game at Folsom, the Buffs were down 28-0. to zero. Am I wrong? I don't even know, dude. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they remember. were down 28-0 to zero at the end of the first quarter of the last game of the season here last year. That's one of the things that Coach Prime said in the presser. Yep. You know, he kind of pushed back. Uh, I think it was one of the national reporters there. Uh, like, hey, ESPN guy. Yeah, like, do, do, you, do you not realize that this is better than we were last year? And there, someone put out a stat this week that Colorado is like, like the eighth most improved team in the country just analytically. Yeah. You know, uh, and you could probably make a case it's even more. Um, but just in terms of like yards per play and EPA and all that mm-hmm. type of shit. Um, and so, yeah, I mean – Last year, it was literally just like try to see some friends and get drunk. This movie ain't over. You know, we still got two scenes left. But I've seen this movie before. I saw it in Jackson, Mississippi. saw it at Jackson State where Coach Prime inherited a historic, powerful program, but that was down for some years. Came in, three wins in a row, had some losses after that. Did the whole better get me now speech because you won't get me again when I get my class in here. Brought his class in, back-to-back classes that never lost another conference game. As he always says, as frustrated as this, these losses are, as pissed as he may be about the losses, he always does like Jake and says, man, you know what? This arrow is absolutely pointing up, and if people can't see that, they just don't want to see it. We are better in every category, you know, prior to his arrival. We are in games. We are literally winning games. We just don't know how to finish, just don't know how to close it out. And if you think that's not going to change – in 2024, with new talent in through the portal and high school signing day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what to tell you, man. For sure. Perspective, right? Perspective. Right. That's your word. That's the word. Perspective. Yeah. And then RK's quote about the elega- el- escalator. Escalator. Escal- what's, what's give it to us, RK? Don't break a sweat on the escalator. You're moving up. You don't work. 
All right, here we go. Colorado starts. Do this hyperspeed. All right. <laughs> Uh, we'll hit the big moments. Colorado three and out. Arizona three and out to start the game. Uh, nice punt return by Zay Weaver gets them to the Arizona thirty six. It only takes Colorado three plays to score a touchdown. We're up seven nothing early. Um, that was the uh, Jimmy catch, correct? I think so. Or was that the it doesn't say right here. Oh, the score? play confirmed, so it was reviewed. Was the Jimmy play reviewed? No, that was that was uh, Jimmy. Oh no, that was Shador scramble. Yeah, that's the run. Mm, right, right, right. Uh, Arizona gets the ball back, and they just march down the field, uh, 75 yards in like six plays. They equalize 7-7. Such a weird thing for the defense today. They got the stops when their backs were up against the wall, and then when the offense gave them a little bit of leeway, they gave up They gave up big drives, yep. Uh, Then Savion Wilkerson comes into the game. He's running pretty well. Gains of 7, 0, and 4, but that's really – I think he only finished the game with like five carries again. Anyway, CU ends up punting. I think this is the first good Vissette punt. Arizona is downed at their two-yard line. They very quickly go three and out. And then Colorado, um, another – well, I guess it's only eight yards, but still, Zay sets them up in Arizona territory. Then the Buffs march down the field. This is the Jimmy Horn touchdown yep. one. Hell of a catch. Yep. Hell of a throw. Hell of a throw. Yep. Yeah. Dropped it in the bucket. CU's up 14-7. to seven. Um, Arizona gets the ball back. Then we get to on to the second quarter. Um, they have a bit of a drive. They don't really do much with it. They end up punting. Colorado gets the ball back. Doesn't do much with it. Arizona gets the ball back. They score. Um, they march down the field. Again, from their own 28-yard line, this is like six plays. Yeah. And it's 14-14. Is this the uh, roughing the pass, first roughing the passer? Uh, yep. yep. Third yeah, and goal that, on the that, six. That, that led to a score. Yep. D.V. Harris called for roughing the passer. <sighs> After Colorado gets see. off the field on third and goal, yep. Arizona is literally going to kick a field goal, and then it's the roughing the passer, automatic first down, very next play, a touchdown. And yep. I'm always of two minds on plays like this because – it's such a soft roughing the passer. I, yeah. And at the same time, I'm just like banging my head in the wall. Like you didn't need to touch him, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but <clears throat> that's a tough thing for uh, edge rushers. Like when you get that close, you just want to wanna get a hit on him. And, and it uh, wasn't even a hit. No, it was a shot. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to agree with Shove because the elbows didn't extend. He, he checked up and touched him. Yep. You know, I, here's, what I, here's what I say. As much as I thought that at that moment that was a bad call, like that that did not fit the interpretation of roughing the passer, if I accept it, when it really went out the window, is for the next roughing the passers down the road and then the one on Shadour they didn't call. Yep. It's like it was the con- lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the first one, so I got nothing to compare it to, Jake, so I'm going to eat that one. But the ones that came after it, none of them had anything in common. I mean, we can – Going to the pass interferences call. I mean, Zay Weaver's being held running down the sideline, yeah. and then Travis Hunter makes a play on the football, gets his hand on the football, and it's called for DPI. Yeah, yeah. And to the chat, I don't know if y'all are – I'm not making excuses. I'm not blaming the refs. I am saying that there were questionable calls and lack of consistency, but I will also say that had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Uh, like, we've sucked. Like, we got to play better. Uh, I respect you for saying that. I disagree. You and, and, and I, not I hope to, you do. I'm going to send us out of whack here, so we can probably just skip forward if you want. Are you down? To what? To the end of the game when everything kind of sure. comes into play. <laughs> Look, you're right. 
but you can't look at uh, officiating and say that cost us the game or this, that, or the other thing. But the missed targeting on Shador Sanders mm-hmm. did cost them the game. Like, if you get that call, it's first down from, like, the 15-ish, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even a little closer than that. Mm-hmm. And you've got a fresh set of downs. You're going to run more clock. You might go score a touchdown. You have a better field goal for Mata. I mean, everything. And, and that's why I totally disagree with you. Because the call doesn't put points on the board. No, it doesn't. It takes away the opportunity. So if, if we're going to nitpick it like that, Mata's miss. We lost by three. If Mata makes it, we're going overtime. And that's fair as well. I'm but, just but, saying, but Mata didn't lose the game. No, he did not. So the same thing with those calls. They were fucked up calls. They were bad calls. But if we do what we do, control the controllables, it becomes irrelevant. You're right. Because even if they do the, the call that they should have done on Shador – Look at look at the way this team plays. I'm laughing to keep from crying. We don't know that we're gonna score. No, we don't. Okay. But it, it changes the game. Absolutely. No matter what Absolutely ends up happening does. after that, it changes the game. And at the Absolutely very least, does. Arizona has less time. I totally agree with that. Um, and that's just I don't understand that one. Uh, I actually looked for a replay. On I Twitter. wish I could I be more like Coach Prime and totally not you know say anything bad about refs. But they were bad today. Yeah. Well, they can't find us, so I'll say they <laughs> sucked ass. <laughs> they um, were bad. They were bad today, man. I, I I just don't understand that one, man. This is on a quarterback. And <laughs> you saw it. I mean, after he was already hit, this is the second defender coming. Yes, yes. he's on the ground, and you come in and smack him in the back of the head. Let me tell it's you, all this. so dangerous. I'm I'm on the the twenty or so, and I'm watching the officials. The officials had time, and I didn't know I was watching the officials because it was about to be a bad call. The officials. This is how slow the play happened. The officials had time to look here, see the tackle, like, on the play, turn their head back here, and Shadur is getting hit. How can a guy over here be on the ground and that not be a late hit? And And it happened after. It wasn't like bang, bang, during. And that's as dangerous as it gets. The whole point of targeting is to protect Protect the players. Hitting a quarterback in the back of his head is so incredibly dangerous. Totally agree. You know, We're back like, on the same page with that, man. They, they, you got to be consistent. I just, on a quarterback, like, you know, these things happen sometimes in a running and it's like a scrum. Yeah. The quarterbacks are always protected a little bit more. There's an uh, official and, behind them. Yep, yeah, and I honestly, like, I'm not going to go here because I, don't, I just don't know if it's the truth, but I won't be able to, like, blame people for saying, oh, it, they only don't call it because it's Shador. You know what I mean? Like, if you say that, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Um, so – it's it's so that one that one's gonna eat me up. Hey, you know what? I don't know if they're not calling it because it's Shadur. I don't know if they're not calling it because it's Colorado. I don't know if they're not calling it because it's Coach Prime. I don't know if they're not calling because they don't like Jake. And when I call him Jakey Poo, I know this: they ain't calling it, and it's wrong. It is the it is an improper interpretation of the rule. And if nothing else, be consistent throughout the game. You cannot call Travis Hunter for that phantom pass interference where he made an excellent pass breakup but then not say anything when Zay is getting held all the way down the field. Yep. If one was pass interference, the other one has to be. If if you want to say that, that BV checking up on her quarterback, still he still hit him, is roughing the passer, how is that not against Shador? And Colorado absolutely had their opportunities to win. Yep. Regardless of all that. Yep. But you know, a lot of people in in these conversations just want to say, ah, it's, you can't talk about that. Let's just move on. And it's like, to me, it's like, no, that's a part of the story. It is part of it. It's an extreme part of the narrative. You know, it's like it, it happened. Let's talk about what most people are upset about, and that's the – You polled the people? 
I've got a very good sense of what <laughs> they're upset I love, about. I love your relationship with the people. That's what my job is, brother. <laughs> I uh, agree with this based on my mentions as well. Um, okay. So Colorado has a drive. Seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, they start with the ball at midfield. They get to... Before we go second half. We're already... I know. In the fourth, we're in the fourth quarter. I want to mention this about halftime, though. Coach Prime's word to the team at halftime was almost like a, a hey, y'all, remember Stanford kind of thing. Like... Y'all, y'all have been here before. You've been up. You've played a team that you're better than. Don't do it again. And it happened again. It did very different, though. Very different. I mean, to me, they're still the better team, like, all the way through the game. Just Yeah. <sighs> My bad. I forgot that at halftime. His, his admonishment to them was, you've been here before. Mm-hmm. And we, would, we did it again. Differently, but again. So Colorado gets the ball with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. near midfield. Uh, they get to the Arizona 25-yard line. It's fourth and seven, and Coach Prime calls a timeout. And a lot of people are upset because he thinks they think that he iced Mata. No. That's what a lot of people oh, are I thought you were going about. somewhere totally. First of all, Mata has told us himself he cannot be iced. I, that's what I was going to go with. Um, like if the guy who, who – if the victim of the icing has always said I can't be iced, how can his own coach ice him? Also, I as a just my perspective, if I'm a coach, I would much rather give him the closer field goal than take the delay of game and move it five yards back. We know that there's one weakness in Mata. It is the strength of his leg. Uh, he doesn't have a big leg. You want Mata on the field. You don't want to have to go to like a you know a Jace Feely or something because you trust Mata. But it's already from 44. Like, his season long is, like, 43, 44 already. Like so, exactly. You can't afford to take the f- yeah, five Yeah, y'all are yards. saying the same thing. So, it's like, but, I'm going to take this time out to prevent a, a potential delay of game, which is right. going to turn a 44 to a 49. So, I'm not icing him. I'm trying to make sure we don't create a further kick. And this is the reason why they almost get a delay of game is because – there was a lot of discussion with the referees about the mistargeting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they're out there on the field. Shador's out there on the field. He's clearly pissed. shaken up. He's pissed. Uh, and he's late getting off the field because of it. Um, so there's another, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Symptom of the missed call there. And so you have to use the timeout uh, to keep it from being longer. What would you if, you, if you, if you're saying it's 44, are you saying it's already – out of Mata's range, so you would have gone to Jace? I think we're on the fringe of it at that point. Or do you go for it? Y'all know Jace wasn't in, right? Yeah. You mean he wasn't dressed? Um, At that point in the game, he was not. Okay. At that point in the game, Feely was not an option to kick. Okay. Feely was in the the locker room dealing with a medical injury issue. Did he hurt himself tackling someone on a kickoff? He did. All right. Okay. He did. So you you did not have the option of the bigger leg. So you have even available. Palazzo. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't think that's how you say it. But Palazzo. I think it is how you do it. It's Palazzo, but 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 <laughs> schematically that changes the oh, yardage, the hash. You know. Is it pizza or is it pizza? I don't know. I just I go by what he answers to. He answers <laughs> to Palazzo on the bit. Not just because he answered to it don't mean we're saying it wrong. <laughs> Are saying it right, like you know, just he answered to Palazzo. But no, Feely, the longer leg, what you assume to be the longer leg situationally, was not even available. Okay, that's good to know. Then that is good to know. To me, you had to take the. That's even what you're saying. 
of it being on the fringe is even more reasoning for why you had to call that timeout. You got to burn take it, a delay of game. You got to burn it. Because even it, in all situations, you were going to have to call a timeout there. You, what you would have liked is obviously to get the penalty. Um, but after that, the problem is that you just didn't get off the field. The offense didn't get off the field fast enough. Um, so Arizona gets the ball back on the twenty their 26-yard line. They drive down the field. It is second and five on the Colorado 8. Colorado calls timeout. So this is the one that I am willing to have more of a discussion about. They call timeout. It's 1 minute 35 seconds left on the clock. And then the next play, they get a first down from the 6-yard line on third and three. And it's just over. This is the one thing that couldn't happen. You could let them score, mm-hmm. or they could just score, or you could get a stop. Um, and it is disappointing to me um, that, that that was able to happen. Because you've seen this happen in other games where teams will literally drag a guy into the end zone. Yep. Because Arizona knows, too. The best case scenario for here, for us, is to end up somewhere between the goal line and the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually surprised the kid was fighting to score, but I was more surprised that the Buffs were fighting him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you, you tell everyone, like, we're, we're making a fence on the five-yard line. Yeah. And if, it, if they get behind you, that's a first down. They got to score uh, or whatever the, you know, the three maybe it was. Um, let them score if, if, if they get behind you because at least then you can get the ball back into Shador's hands with a minute, what is it, minute 20? Um, uh, at what point? After they get on the, the first third down, down. what is what they snap the third down play at? Uh, one thirty-five. So you get ninety seconds with Shador and one timeout um, to go try and tie the football game, um, and obviously that's not what happens. They get to the one, and it's a perfect situation for Arizona where they get to milk the clock all the way down and, and kick the field goal. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing where it's just like, hey, that won't happen next time. Um, that's going to be my my uh, takeaway from it is, you know, next time I think they'll they'll know, know they'll know better. I don't know. I don't know if it's a no better thing. I think it's a it's a philosophical thing. Uh, I think uh, that Coach Prime, and this is not, you know, where I'm speaking on his behalf. I'm I'm really translating from the press conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a Deion Sanders. Even though the football manual would say that, and even though I'm in agreement with you, RK, I would have let them score. I don't think our head coach is of a mindset to do that. He, that's basically what he said yeah, in the post game press conference. So I don't think two years from now, two games from now, three years from now, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think he's a let them score guy. I think he's a make the tackle, strip the ball, get the fumble, block the kick, like whatever could happen benefiting us other than just bending over and letting somebody score. I don't think he's wired that way. Now we can all disagree with that. And we can all say, I would do differently philosophically. That's, that's who he is and how he is. And if that's the case, that's the case. Uh, you know, Tad Boyle, CU's basketball coach does not ever want to foul up three. Uh, it's not how he's built. Now the analytics would tell you if you're up three and wow. there's 10 seconds or, you know, or less left, Foul, make them hit the two free throws, mm-hmm. get them back in your hand, take time off the clock. Mm-hmm. It's playing the, you know, well, totally, the analytics totally get it. He won't do it because he just says, like, no, just go stop them. Well, we no. know the one thing that they're trying to do, which is shoot a three. Don't let them shoot a three. And so some coaches are, you know, Coach Prime is old school. That's an old school uh, approach. Like, we're never going to let anyone score on us. Yeah, because one thing he's taking it from is that almost like Coach Bull is like, hey, man, the game is tied. We ain't down. 
if we let them score, now we're down. Now, let me say, RK, or to the chat, I'm not reading the chat, I ain't saying that's what I would do. Yeah. I'm trying to explain what he did. But like, <coughs> I come from the mindset of what you're saying is, like, let me get this minute and a half and, and go with my Superman's door and take chances there. But what I'm getting, again, I'm paraphrasing and extrapolating from the press conference. I don't think it's going to change, man. I but think that's thing, what he does. The thing is, though, guys, he only scored seven points and had 100 total yards in the second half. I don't think he had confidence that <laughs> if he let them score, <laughs> that we would that do it. Our offense was going to go down there yeah, and tie the exactly. game. Exactly. That's a great point. I mean, more confidence in the offense going down and scoring or more confidence in being able to block a 20 yard field goal? I mean, I get it, but I think that. Well, he ain't here. <laughs> no, I know. And, and yeah, like, this is, you know, well, this I, is this is football. This is the discussion yeah. that happens. Like, you know, uh, it's one of those. It's one of the few times where I would say I probably would disagree with what coach. Absolutely. Coach. Like last week, I would have done onside kick. Yes, yeah. I would have done that yeah. last week. Yes, it's, but there's just there's certain philosophies that I have that he doesn't have. You know, yep. I mean, I just don't think. I mean, with what we saw from the offense in the second half, that I don't think I had any faith that they would have gone down and scored in a minute. Based on this, so here, here, here's the thing, and I'm, I'm devil's advocate, two sides of the coin. If you give me the history of Shadur Sanders' college career, right, then yes, I believe we can do it. If you give me what has happened in this particular game, hell no, we can't do it. They even they were moving the ball though in the second half. They just didn't score. They only had a hundred <laughs> total you, yards. Yeah, but you got to score. Like the point is, see, here's the here's the dynamic, you know, uh, uh, RK. The theory is we let them score, right? Yeah. Okay. So now they're up seven. They're up seven. Yep. We now have to score to force it into overtime. Yes. Before we let them score, it was already tied. So if we let them score, now we have to do something to what Jake is saying, and I'm saying that we had not done in a long time in that game. I now, mean, but again. Me personally, what Shadur Sanders is capable of, I will always bet on that and take my chances yeah. with that. Well, and, and the truth is, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Okay. Like, it's not a, like one option is great. Oh, no. Cause, Both cause options it, fucking suck. And you still have to execute the options. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, that's the challenge. Like, just because you say you're going to do it this way, you still got to do it. It's yeah. like my theory about the onside kick last week. You still got to get the ball, and yeah, exactly, and score. And we're splitting hairs because there's a chance that they go out there and they, you know, they go four and out uh, when they get the ball back. Like it's it's not a if they just pressed if Coach Prime just pressed this button instead of that button they would have won. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it ain't that. It's it's not. It it's both that. options suck. Um, I, I personally I, just disagree on which option sucks less. I will say this: as much as I'm in practice, as much as I'm in team meetings, as much as I'm on the sideline. I still don't know enough about this team or even football to say he's wrong because he knows more about this personnel oh, and what they're capable of than I do, even though we're at the same practice. He's got different eyes and evaluation. So he knows and sees something that tells him, like, nope, that's not the best odds to put us in the position to win. Because one thing I do know about him, he hates losing and he ain't trying to lose. So just because his path to winning is different than what I would call, I know it's not this deliberate attempt to like, like you know what, I don't care. Well, that was a good discussion. It was. It was great. It was very healthy. I hope the chat enjoyed it. I was trying to peek in. <laughs> very negative. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, but you they know can't what? Here's what I love about the negativity. I said this to you guys before we went on air. 
111 program, right? Coach Prime comes in. You believe because of him. Yeah, of course. You win three games in a row, and you even more believe because of him. Then when things start not going right, you you get emotional. And, you know, you and I talked to RK about it. Like it's either sad or mad. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're sad or mad at something that is exponentially better than it was this time last year, and with all indicators leading that it's going to be exponentially better than it is now next year. But because you believed, and because he caused you believe, you you like you're you're on this emotional roller coaster about it. When most of the people who are mad, most of the people who are sad, didn't have us winning four games. Totally. Didn't have us win. Vegas didn't have us winning three games. No. Nope. But we win four, go on this ridiculous slide or on the snide games we should have won, and you're pissed at something that you didn't believe was going to happen in the first place. It's amazing how the <coughs> human mind works. It is true. Don't break a sweat on the escalator. We've got to get that on the shirt. Shout out to our friends at Olipop. If you came to our tailgates, we had tons of Olipop. How you much? didn't bring any? We crushed it. Brother, all. I have to work. This is the guy at the tailgate. Okay, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, back whoa. a little bit. Slacker at the tailgate. You couldn't throw like three red Olipops. I don't do flavors. I do colors. I'm African-American. You couldn't throw a red Olipop in a bag. It's like, hey, this is I don't have a bag. <laughs> You're off the hook. You got nowhere to put it. I, the last thing I want you to do is walk around all game long with my Olipop in your Now, hand. I think you should flip the blame black back to Jake because Jake has a bag. He does. He keeps a bag. So does Alyssa. Alyssa wasn't Alyssa even, even there. The she, that, maybe that's why it was the tailgate of the year. Wow. Oh. Damn. I just want to try Olipop, man. Y'all put me on the Snarf game, yep. and I don't regret it. I still haven't tasted Olipop. Well, Olipop, hook Neely up. No, next time you come down to the bar, we got you. Well, that's next week. Let's You're go. coming down next week? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> got, no, yeah. We, got, we got shows to do, right? Um, we got more Olipop than maybe any one place has ever had. <laughs> I was going to ask, Did you? is it all gone? <laughs> all, all the ones that burned to the tailgate. Yeah, yes. the, at the tailgate. Yep. Oh, yeah, we crushed everything. Even all the beers and stuff, too? All the booze, all the beers, all the <laughs> Olipops. Um, I think we actually found, like, a rogue box of uh, Breck Good Companies at the end that might have wow. survived. But other than that. You said might have survived. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a hell of a day. I Rick George drinking, came through. Yep. <laughs> I heard. It was a hell of a tailgate. And even he was like, damn. Let's go. Party. Love that. Anyway, shout out to Olipop, the new soda. It's delicious. It's also better for you than regular soda. It has nine grams of prebiotics in every can. It's good for your gut, man. Use, it is. It's good, great for your gut health. Use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. And then to our great friends at Game Time. Um, I don't know what the prices are for next weekend, but if you are trying to get in the door, hit up game time. Uh, CU basketball season is picking up as well. Not just that, but any event, any concert, event, man. show, yeah. whatever's going on in your city. RK on stage, time. opening up for Kevin Hart. Go oh, to yeah. game time. Yeah, doing the Soldier Boy. You. <laughs> Until we win again. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 63 bucks right now to get in next weekend. There you go. That's not bad. Also, just one last one last thing about the tailgate. Um, 
so cool just seeing how many people come out and mm-hmm. support us and uh, tell us they love the show and all that stuff. The only negative of having such a big tailgate is like you don't get to spend as much time with everyone. So right. um, to everyone who I was like, hey, what's up? Thank you so much. And then moving on, sorry. Uh, to anyone who we didn't get to hang out with, sorry too. Uh, but to everyone we did see out there, it was uh, it was a special one. You know, it sucks, man, that Jake and I and Alyssa have to work and can't, you know, be there with the non-workers. That, yeah, that does suck. You guys should <laughs> figure something out in your contract. We got to figure something out, man. I don't know if we if we start the tailgates early or start to work later. You are your own boss, Unc. So no, I mean, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, so one, yes, but I have to be real about this. Coach Prime is moving. I got to be moving. If the team is moving, I got to be moving. Fair. You know, even though I can make the decision not to, it's it impacts something later. So, uh, I. I needed like 15 more minutes I could have made today, man. But they got here for the buff walk like a little a little bit. Last week they got here hella early, right? This week they got here about 10 minutes early. And I just can't be at two places at once. That's fair. That's fair. But I hate I hate missing the tailgate. Also, man. Jake was at the tailgate. Kale was at the tailgate. Alyssa just opted not to be at the tailgate. So, you know, everyone could be So there was three potential Olipops for Neely. Also, and I complimented your mustache, man. I, I take my compliment <laughs> back. Your, must, your, mustache, your mustache sucks. Also, you know. Is that an Olipop you're drinking? No, it's a Mountain Dew. Okay. Bro. I, was about to, I, was, I was about to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he and he's pulls out it. a cream soda out of his <laughs> backpack or something. Damn, I bet you guys wish you were me. Um, also, if I wasn't at the tailgate to say hi to everyone, no one would. So That's you true. can no, all that work. Hey, too. let me tell you this. That's fair. But it's not work That's to fair. me. DMVR, or is it the pregame show, or together the DMVR pregame show, could not have a better tailgate ambassador than RK. Thank you. Because when it comes to when it comes to tailgate football life, college football life, I don't care if it's conducting the visiting band and getting <laughs> escorted out by police, like you are that guy. So if there's anyone I would want to stand in my place and represent me at a tailgate, it is you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, my man. Oh my! You just reminded me. I need to tell the people. I almost got kicked out of the stadium today. Basically, what did you do? I didn't do no, anything. No, you deserved it if it happened. I did nothing. I literally. So I want. We're on the field before the game. On the field, like we are every, every single other I, game. I see you there. I walk down to the tunnel while the team's getting ready to come out. Home side. To, yep. to, okay. And event security is pissed at me that I'm standing there. And I don't. But have you a got vest media on. credentials. Yes, they didn't care. So they were telling me I had to leave the stadium, walk all the way around to the back of the press box, get a vest, and come back down on the field. Jake, I can tell you, based on policy and practice and procedures, they were absolutely wrong. If yep. you had your media credit, you don't need the vest and I know, I know until the game has started and you're staying on the sideline. I wish you would uh, chirp back at Neely the way you chirped back at that security guard. I, I well, I just told him. I just said okay, walked away, and then called Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> you should try so. that on us. Hey, you went, you went, you went big guns, man. By the way, speaking of Curtis, uh, I spoke with Curtis. I think maybe like halftime. Uh, yeah. And I told him, I said, "Hey, man, the last five minutes of the pregame show, we talked about you and you deserve this position." He was flattered. He said, Let's "Thank go. y'all." Next time, you know, someone crosses the and line, before like, I'm calling Curtis. <laughs> You guys can't come to the press conference this week. <laughs> um, you went big gun, though, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Just some box score stuff. You didn't have the chancellor's number? Chancellor is uh, retiring. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I was just checking because you went with Curtis. I'm not saying you shouldn't have gone with Curtis. I mean, we may or may not have Rick George's phone number now. <laughs> <laughs> 
of box score stuff. Shador, 22-35, 262 passing yards, two touchdowns. He was also CU's leading rusher again. Not good. 13 attempts for 42 yards and a touchdown. Go ahead. Jake, to the fans out there who watched the game, to the haters who watched the game, did y'all see what can happen when we have a quarterback who is not getting sacked because of line play and you can put in a design QB run? Mm-hmm. Yep. Shadur has legs, man. Yes, he does. And in a game where he was not on his ass eight times because of poor offensive line play and 22 times, we were able to put in a couple of QB runs and and look at what can happen. Yep. Man, I'm so looking forward to next year, man. And, I mean, even that, is Shador running at, like, I don't know, 70%, like, yeah. health-wise? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, so, oh, he's banged up, man. Yeah, he's yeah, He's he banged up. Um, his long was a 16-yard rush. That was a touchdown. He also had a, four, or a third down or fourth down conversion. Fourth. Fourth down, where he mm-hmm. ran for like eight yards. Huge. Savion Wilkerson, seven attempts, 21 yards. He had a touchdown. Leading Good receiver him, in this game was actually Tedderoa McMillan for the Wildcats. He had an insane one-handed touchdown grab. Yeah, it was. But the only way you can uh, beat Travis is to have a uh, sports center top play. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he um, was there. Zay Weaver, CU's top receiver, five receptions, 84 yards. Travis also five receptions, 74 yards. Um, Dylan only got eight touches and combined for 19 yards. We got Zay post game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's cue that up. There you go. Not the outcome, what we wanted, but last home game here. How you feeling? Definitely. Uh, you know, it's bittersweet. You know, we didn't come out the way we, we didn't finish the way we wanted to. Came out strong, just ain't finished the way we wanted to. So, you know, it's a bittersweet moment for me. Yeah, bittersweet moment, last home game, but you got two more games as a buff on the road. What do you got to dial up and do to make sure we get those two? Just got to capitalize on our opportunities, you know. Last two games, last two college games for me. So, you know, like I said, I'm going to give all my all and just got to capitalize on our opportunities. My man. Appreciate you. There he is, seniors A. Yep, shout out to all the seniors today. Yeah, big Um, shout out to him, man. You really wanted – Coach Prime apologized to the seniors. He, He said, sorry. Uh, that didn't get to win for him, and and guaranteed that next year seeing day we're gonna win. They won't. That won't happen again. But Zay was upbeat about it, man. Um, you know he recognized this was his last game in Folsom. His, he only has two games left as a buff. Uh, then his next move would be the Senior Bowl and on to the NFL draft, man. So yep. uh, I I I think you know we have not had had the last laugh with Zay Weaver. I think we're going to see him these last two games really do some things. And then on Sundays. Michael Harrison also had a touchdown reception Did, on senior man. day. Javon Antonio had Mike a, has had a season. Yes. Not bad. Yeah, I he mean, to convert early from wide on, receiver but, yeah. to tight end, smaller guy. You know, I hear, I hear people in, in, in my comments, oh, neither put the tight end. Let, I don't know if you want Micah Harrison, you know, doing pass protection and run blocking. He is a receiver. But what they um, were doing today with Javon Antonio, I noticed that they were insert blocking, yeah. blocking him on run now plays. He's got the body for it. Yeah. He can do it. Hey, you, hey! You saw we talked about it yesterday. You saw two backs in the backfield today. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then uh, um, Dylan, you know, rolled out. Yep. We got some. We got some. That's why I think this Shermer thing. One week later, it's like, all right, man, yep. it's, it's promising. I mean, if you're complaining about the play calling in the offense after this week, I don't know what else to yeah. say. Yeah, I don't either. Could could have been better, but. It was a lot better than it has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, second half it fell off for sure, but they came out hot. Um, Shador looked not as injured as last week. Uh, looked like he actually was able to heal up a bit over the weekend or over the week. And then, um, I mean, Savion was doing some stuff early, but running game wise, it's just still not there. It's just 
not there. It's not going to be. You know, we're 10 games in. It's not there. So what do y'all think, you know, do you think now that we're actually trying, I know we only got two games left, do you think we're still diversifying too much like the run by committee? Because like Savion was doing his thing, you could say Hank did his thing, but neither one of them got the lion's share. Like I think Savion is like seven carries and maybe Dylan five. Yep. Instead of one guy getting 15 carries and somebody three. Yeah. Like it's still not enough of one guy to truly get a rhythm going. Mm Mm-hmm. The only I, thing, I thought Savion looked like he was catching a rhythm, though. The only thing I'll say uh, that I'll always answer when it comes to this question mm-hmm. is every running back I've ever talked to said they want to get into a rhythm. They need to get into a rhythm. Yeah. They need a certain amount of carries before they feel comfortable about what they're seeing out there. So I'll always kind of lean towards yeah. commit to a guy, and if it's really not working, then move off of it. But you gotta you got to give it, you know – maybe 10 carries before you even know the answer to that. Mm. I, that's what I was my thoughts, too. I'm glad to hear someone else was thinking that. Shout out to the offensive line, though. Um, only Much better, two man. sacks. Um, it's technically three, but it, the Shador one was uh, – or the intentional grounding one is the third. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they kind of broke down protection there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one felt like, for sure, Shador held on to the ball a little bit too long. Yeah. And, I mean – he had time to dice him up, and, and mm-hmm. when he did, when he had that time, he was able to make some big plays down the field. You know, some of that stuff that we saw early in the season of, like, late, you know, dig routes coming across, and there's Zay, uh, and Shador just hits him right in the hole of the zone. Like, mm-hmm. you got to have time to do that stuff. Wow. <clears throat> and I felt like we saw, you know, Shador said after the UCLA game, like, it's frustrating because I need to be able to see what the defense is doing, and it's happening so fast that I don't even get to see what the defense is doing. Today you got to see what happens when he can dissect it and see, okay, this is mm-hmm. cover three or whatever, you know, yep. cover one man. Like, Oh, if he put a little bit more on that one to Travis. Yep. The sideline throw? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. There, um, are you talking about the early one? Yeah, the early yeah. one where the defender just kind of threw his hands up praising God and, you know, God <laughs> blessed him and his, the ball hit his arm. Yeah, the yeah. only – I'll just say that was into the wind. The wind played a little factor. Um, it picked up. Yep. It, it wasn't – I noticed the flags. It wasn't strong enough – to be one of those things that maybe becomes a conversation. I don't know if they talked about it on the broadcast, but I felt it. Um, and like, especially on that throw, I looked right up right after the throw and I looked up at the flags are blowing right back at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Zay had a drop on one of those dig routes too. There was I mean, just missed right opportunities. Between the, right between the one and zero. Jimmy had a bad drop today. Yeah. Um, just a lot of missed opportunities today. Kind of a story of the second half of the season. Missed opportunities. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, on the Super Chats? Yep. Oh, you got JD, too. Yeah, I'm not begging for it, just reminding. Um, do you want to play JD real quick? Uh, oh, yeah, let's do that first. This is post-game? Yeah. Yep. That was your guy, by the way. It uh, was uh, uh, RK's okay. guy. Yep. His name was called a couple Carried times. the ball on the punt return. He's in the box score. <laughs> One yeah. broken tackle away from maybe having a touchdown. He's in the box score, man. JD is a hell of a ball player. JD, yes, sir. another close one. Real good, man. We came out, played our, played our butts off, man. We played our asses off. Yeah, we played our asses off, man. I'm, I couldn't be more proud of them boys. They came out, fought everything they had. The ball didn't end in our favor, but shoot, they came out and played the way that we know how to play the whole game. So I can't be mad at them. Last game at home, senior night. Not what we wanted to happen, but we got two more opportunities, two on the road. What do we need to do differently to make sure the outcome is different? 
make sure we minimize all these little mistakes, all these little penalties that back us up. That's our main thing right now. We see what we can do whenever we play in the way we know how to play. We coming out, we balling, we making catches, we making passes, we making TFLs. Now we just need to stop eliminating us, hurting ourselves, because that's what's really keeping us out of the games is when we hurt ourselves, we back ourselves up, and now we got to get a ball back. Let's get these last two. Yeah, sir, you know what it is. Love you, bro. I have to tell a funny story. Do it. I, please tell me someone else in the stadium noticed this. So they did like this like challenge, of, like you know, some sponsored challenge that they do, or like some guy has to name ten electronic. Yes, that was, that was yes. not JD's voice. That was man. not his voice, bro. What? No. The fuck? I don't know what worst, that was. <laughs> worst voiceover ever. One totally didn't sound like. Wait, we have to. Let me just finish telling it so people don't. I, so they, oh it was like God. some guy who works for some energy company has to name 10 electronic things. And then he, uh, JD has to try and name more than him. In like 15 so seconds. It cuts to JD and it's basically like my voice. Yes. <clears throat> Just being like, um. Refrigerator, refrigerator. toaster. And not even synced like with no, his mouth. Yes. <laughs> like none of it worked. Man. I was like, what happened? Like what happened that led us to doing this? Oh, like, good call. I was you, standing there looking at it. I was like, that's, that's not lady's voice, it's man. It's not even close. It's not even the slightest. And it is not even synced. It's like I'm watching his mouth, and it's like, well, who did this? I, I, you know, uh, I have to give whoever had to make that decision a break because I assume it was like, hey, we have to do this for the sponsor. And you guys didn't get the audio. Like, the audio <laughs> failed on JD. So I was like, figure something out. I mean, it, it was like <laughs> interviewing Bishop Thomas. But laying Jakey Poo's voice over Basically, like it, that's it, what it seemed. It had is, nothing in common. It was hilarious. I immediately looked up and was like, that is not his voice. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> At all. Um, At all. Just a few more things. Montana Lamonis Craig had five receptions for 67 yards. Nearly had a touchdown. And then on the other side, the I'm guy. Sure, uh, <clears throat> came over and, and hugged Prime. Did he? Yeah, yeah he did. I saw that. He only had three total tackles. Yep, little boy. And uh, he also roughed Shador and extended a drive for Colorado that led to a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I had so many good things lined up. Little boy. <laughs> um. Okay. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck beers here at DMVR. Uh -huh. Um. Another thing, if you came out to the tailgate, you probably had at least one, maybe more Breck brew. Try some of our favorites: Mountain Beach Sour, Strawberry Sky. Uh, Vanilla Porter Jr., Fun Slinger, tons of great beers from them. You can check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. And then also shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. They Shady are back. Rays. Um, the sun is still shining out here in Colorado. It was a beautiful day. Oh, absolutely. Can I take a selfie while you read it? Yep. Sure, go for it, man. Um, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that promo code DMVR, and you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. They've got tons of styles, tons of different frames and lenses. Go check them out and try for yourself the Shades Rated 5 Stars by over a quarter million people. Also, MVP. shout out to 5430 Foundation who made the tailgate yep. possible today. <coughs> and illegal they Pete's. made it possible. And Illegal Pete's. But you made it cool. I, I would agree. Um... If you came out and you had a good time and I didn't get to plug 5430 Foundation to you while you were there, just go to 5430foundation.org uh, and get in, uh, you know, what you feel is appropriate for yeah. the time that you had at the tailgate today. I saw people scanning the QR code and uh, typing <clears throat> away on their phone. Hell yeah. I'd love to see that. Love to see it. You saw that but couldn't grab me Olipop. I don't know what to tell you, man. That you don't love me. Come to the bar.
I am coming to the bar. I'll get you an olive pop there. Thank you. All, All right. right. What do we got? Super Chats. Super Chats. Uh, Bex Baller says, do you guys take Collins? I'm a loyal fan. Um, oh, Collins. 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 I wish we could. I do, too. I, mean, I, I, I almost said my phone number just in. Like, hey, call us now. I was going to say, speaker. I'll just read off Jake's number. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. No. Let's, put, let's put Jakey Poo's number on the do screen. not do that. Jesus. <laughs> um, another one from Bex Baller says, I feel like they ice motto with the timeout and why the timeout always preserve those three emphasis should be should have been placed on letting them score. Uh, we discussed it. Yeah, we got we went over those. Hey, can I tell y'all a funny phone number story about Jake? That's not about Jake, but about Coach Prime. When he first got to JSU, he wanted to do this Zoom, and he was at home in Texas and doing it from his phone and didn't change his screen name on Zoom, and so his number was up there. Oh, no. <laughs> so he had to get a new phone. Uh, yeah, he was blowing. He said, man, why are these people called me after this Zoom? Because your number was on the screen. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's brutal. It's brutal, man. What else? Uh, Tom Carlson with a super chat says, no matter what the record is, at the end of the season, TCU is special. Coach Prime and company have created something special and Amen. have created a monster fan in my eight-year-old son. Thank you, Coach Prime. We'll Hashtags go. Mm, that warms my heart. Look, man, this team's going to be better next year. I think everyone knows that. And um, they're going to be better in the trenches. And Shador's going to be another year older, mm-hmm. with probably a new offensive coordinator, new play caller. Uh, there's probably yeah, going to be more cold, new coaches, man, too. personnel changes. <laughs> Damn, Jakey Poo. I'm just saying what's going to... Just keep rolling. Whatever. Just keep rolling. Next Super Chat. Uh, Kenny Stack. No, no, I didn't mean you have to keep rolling off of Super Chat. I meant oh. keep rolling on oh, your yeah. thought. Yeah, I'm, 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 oh. I'm actually doing it to agitate you. I want it. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, when this portal opens... CU is going to be the talk of college football once again. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of people that are upset right now. Uh, there's probably a lot of people who would usually watch this show that aren't because they're upset with the losing, but they're going to be right back. Everyone's going to be right back in once these players roll in, and we're just going to be a much better team next year. To Absolutely. quote, was it Walker or maybe Texas Ranger in Talladega Nights? <laughs> what? I think you're all jacked up on Mountain Dew, Jay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> 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 Skill. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I like it. <laughs> uh, super chat from Kenny Stats. He says, "Why has Smoke not played an established SEC back oh, and he's sitting the bench?" I have no idea. I, I really wish I could sit here as a a fan of the running game, a fan of what Smoke did at Kentucky, and give y'all a silver bullet. Uh, I don't see a lot of necessary. <clears throat> I don't see a lot of quote unquote reps at practice where I can make a, a judgment call one or the other. I do know that he made a hell of an impact first half of the season on special teams, which I thought was going to lead to more uh, running opportunities. Uh, but what he was able to accomplish, you know, at Kentucky and the SEC, just for whatever reason, the reasons didn't translate here this year. Coach Prime did something different today, y'all. Pre-game speech, he opened it up, but he brought all the seniors up on the prime stage and let them, you know, say something, those that wanted to, which the majority did. And, and smoke spoke, and he didn't have any – you know, sour grapes or anything like that. He was encouraging and positive and uplifting. Coach Prime said, I love you. He said, I love you too. And we went out to play the game. But, man, I, I really wish, RK, Jake, I had an answer as to why Smoke didn't have an impact this year. Well, I, I said this the other day, and, and I'll say this again, and, and this is not a slight of Kavassier Smoke at all. I just I'm, – I'm not going to believe that 
a coach would not play a player that they believe will give them a oh, absolutely. better chance to win. Absolutely. I mean, spot damn home. Uh, so just like earlier I said something, you said something, wanted to go back and clarify. Let me clarify to the people out there. I know you weren't doing it. That's not what I was implying. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know what it is. No, if I totally. knew I would tell you. But I do know ain't nobody on this coaching staff. Coach Flea is the running back coach and assistant head coach, Coach Prime is head coach. Ain't nobody blocking somebody, stymieing their growth, you know, <laughs> impacting negatively this team. There's just something, and I don't know what that something is. Um, look, man, you got two young backs in Hankerson and Dylan Edwards who <coughs> the talent's pretty obvious. And it's hard, I think, sometimes to put an older guy in the field when you have two young guys who are going to be building blocks for this program down the line. And don't forget, Savion has another year. Okay, why was he getting introduced at senior day then? I have no idea. I have no idea. He's listed as a sophomore on the roster. He's There's a lot years of guys ago that, that were hair scratches for me for senior day. Uh, yes, yeah, Savion definitely can play next year. Day, so I, I, now, what Coach Prime did say uh, during the pregame speech, when he said, hey, seniors, I want y'all to come up here and y'all talk. But he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Only the guys that really ain't going to be here next year. <laughs> not not this crazy senior stuff, but, like, literally, if you're not going to be here next year, you're a senior. College football eligibility has gotten so out of whack. It it's makes insane. no sense. Yeah. Like, you used to just know, like, yeah, yeah that guy's been here now. for three years. He's a junior or he's a redshirt junior. Right. Now you've got, like, redshirt junior with a COVID year who also yeah, who has knows, a transfer man. exemption. Like, it's a mess. Also, the reason people are asking about Smoke is because he put out a tweet last night saying, "Hurt, I didn't get to show you all my real talent that I know I got." Yeah, I, I, I don't see no problem with that tweet. He should feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a talented running back that did not get to show what he can do this year. But I think looking at it on the positive side, he's been doing a lot of special team stuff, and NFL teams are going to see. So that. let me let me say this, man. Amen. Got you. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you this to, to, to people out there who may have young people in their house that play football, play college football. Your path to the NFL, if you're not a Shadur Sanders or a Travis Hunter or a Caleb Williams, your path to the NFL is special teams. Your path to the NFL is being able to do two things. So you may be an above average, slightly above middle pack linebacker, but if you don't bust your ass playing special teams, you're not getting drafted. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity that Smoke was given here was on special teams. And if people go back and look at his Kentucky film and his special teams play here, he has an excellent chance of play, at playing on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Like, you you can't just do one job and go to the NFL. Those, those are a separate level of players to get to do that. Uh, Roshan Johnson was Bijan Robinson's backup last year at Texas, and he got drafted on day three. <laughs> and he's played well. Yes, yeah. already. Yeah, that's how it works, man. I know y'all want to hear that, but that's how it is. Next. Uh, super chat from Michelle Johnson says, thank you all week in and week out. I appreciate everything you do. Keep giving your opinions about these games. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate being appreciated versus attacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Warren P says, great show. Super chat, great show as usual. Thank you. Thank you. A uh, couple of chats from uh, Pizza Girl. She says, justice for Neely's Olipop. <laughs> Amen, pizza girl. Like free Neely. I really thought he was popping one open over there, man. I was about to flip the tables like Jesus did. I was like, is this jackass really going to open one in front of me and I not share it? Like, how evil is that? I assume you know the answer to this, but you know who pizza girl is, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bex Baller says, what is the expectation for next season? Seven, eight wins? It's too early to tell. It ain't for me. No. 
We got nine conference games, three out of conference. We won four this year, eight plus next year, easily. Write it down. Neely said it today. Can I see the roster first, please? Yes. I, I already know what's coming. You can, but I've been saying it all along, and I said it again today to my friend in the stands. This is, the transfers that Colorado are going to get are not normal transfers. Nope. They are going all. to get starters from big schools yep. and good teams that yep. are going to want to transfer here and play here. Yep. Well, I just, I just I can't put a win expectation no, no, no. out for next year yet. I mean, they're going to be better. I expect them to be much better in nearly all phases. That's about and all much, I'll say. And much better for me is doubling, so I'll say it. I get you. You're not wrong. I get you. But it's, <coughs> this 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 will be this will be an eight win program next year. Eight with a plus after it. This is not going to be a six and sixteen next year. And I don't care what what the other people have around the Big Twelve. It's, again, the boxing analogy I just said before. I know my boxer. I'll tell you this. The Big 12 is going to be nothing like the Pac-12 has been this season. Pac-12 has been a mother, man. Wait to go out. Like, how can the conference fold having that many people in the top 20 consistently? I know. And in just the top 10. Every every week it's a quarterback who can sling it. Yes. Um, Oklahoma State had that big win last weekend over Oklahoma. Uh-huh. They lost 45-3 to to UCF. UCF. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be crazy. Like, the football is going to be so fun in the Big 12. But yes. you are not going to see NFL quarterbacks week in and week out. Rip. Jake's computer died. That's a good yeah. uh, He got the battery on just like 10 times. All right. Perfect timing. Um, thank all of you in this room because uh, the uh, this show was very good for my soul. Good. And thank you. Very good You're always soul. good for my soul. Okay. <laughs> I, I just I love being around you. Uh, I mean, my Kevin Hart. It, it, is, uh, it is mutual. So, uh, And thank you to the chat. Um, hopefully, you, you feel a little better because um, I know I feel better after this. It's Look, I just have one last thing to say. Don't break a sweat on the escalator. That's true. Well, you know, before we have one last thing to say about one last thing to say, don't forget, short week this week, y'all. Yep. Uh, Typically, guys practice on Sunday. I think tomorrow is going to be an off day. Uh, but getting out of here Thursday for a Friday night game in Pullman, Washington. So, short week for the Buffs. But, of course, we'll be back. Oh, uh, yeah. Pre and post. Uh, shout out to you, Buff Nation. You Buff guys Nation. are amazing today amazing. Uh, at the tailgate, at the game. Um, just Neither interacting with you all online and stuff. So, keep your heads up. Keep I'll, your heads up. I need an Perspective. Coffee. Yep. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs.